Welcome back to the third episode of the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. Hooga chaka, hooga, hooga. That was most deaf with the intro this week. Thank you to him. Big fan of Anthony. Big fan of the show. Your uh, your responses at the top there just get con- increasingly ridiculous, Anthony. Yes, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a running theme as the show goes on. I just think of something like what would be fun for me to say in that moment, and I pick up something random. My other option, actually, I'm, I might use it next week, so I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but I was in between two things. I went with Ugachaga. We uh, we're back for the third episode. Uh, I'm continually surprised. Uh, I was driving with my wife, Emika, who listened to our first two episodes, which says a lot about you, really, Anthony, because she never listens or watches or reads anything I do. I'm not just saying that to be Oh, funny. yeah, your wife is so sick of you at this point. <laughs> it's true. But she she was saying there's no way that higher-ups, that your bosses are listening to this because it would not continue if that's true. And I, I think she's pretty much right. I think if our, my bosses were listening to this, they would just be like, why are we doing this? See, I understand why she would think that, but I disagree. Like, this is, this billboard, I mean, this thing is huge. This podcast is huge. Number one on the billboards. <laughs> uh, and you know who's on board? Who? Roger Goodell. Wow, I didn't know that. I never would have guessed him to be a podcast guy, but he says he listens to a lot of them. Uh, I rode up in the elevator with him. And he said to me, I, he looked at me and I shook my hand. He said, Anthony, I'm a big fan of your comedy. But I listened to the podcast, uh, both episodes, twice, he said. He mentioned, he like kind of squeezed my hand like extra hard when he said the twice. <laughs> and he was like, I watched it twice. And he said, if I could unzip myself <laughs> and step out of my own body and become someone else, he said, I'd want to be you. Which is a quote from Rocky Four, And I called him on it. That was Little Wayne. That was a fun. That was a fun run last week. We uh, played the same <laughs> Little Wayne clip over and over again. We found out. I, I did not know this, but I found out that you can use any song you want for five seconds, as long as you say who it was afterwards. Yeah, you got to give them credit. That mm-hmm. was, of course, Fireman by Little Wayne. Is that made up or is that a real thing? What that you can use it at five seconds? Five to ten seconds. Five that's ten seconds. That's okay. what I was led good. to believe. Right, yeah, good. as long Sounds as you real. credit it and you're you're kind of talking about pop culture, we're given. We, I mean, Little Wayne. Yeah, his career is not going so well right now. I feel like the publicity we're giving him is invaluable. Oh, he uh, he was in the elevator with me and Roger. <laughs> and uh, who else is in this just, elevator? Just the three of us. Okay, it's like it's that's Brandon, our producer, by the way. In case you guys are wondering what the who the non-famous voice is, <laughs> it's Brandon. Actually, it's more famous than you think. It's weird the, the elevator. I, I think it would have to be. Yeah, it's weird the elevator gets so much use in a two two floor building here. I know, I know, but uh, only the VIPs get to use it. Um, let's go through. Uh, let's go through what was cut from last week's episode. People, I, I get some tweets. People are like, "Why are you working with the NFL? The NFL works in, works with me. Everybody, the NFL works around me, <laughs> and I get to say whatever I want. I do whatever I want here. I come in whenever I want, and then you guys get to edit. I don't listen, but then you tell me what was cut out. So let's go through. What was cut? Number one, uh, I have your edited because Greg's a sensitive little girl. With your wife, Emika, <laughs> you were describing, you were just, we were talking about porn for some reason. I don't remember the, exactly, but that while your wife was sleeping, you would edited for content again. Well, you say we. I did not bring this up at all. Maybe I talked about the topic because none of this has ever happened. You talked about it. I think you even described filming it or something, but yes. 
that, yeah. that came up. I have no idea in what Yeah, context. it was weird. I mean, I understand why it was edited, but I don't understand why we said it. Um, <laughs> number two was a favorite of mine. Uh, I, I invented a product that I was trying to market uh, called uh, Bedful of Guns, uh, sponsored by Greg Hardy. Uh, so I made several references to a new product called Greg Hardy's Bedful of When you want to sleep, but not too well. Greg Hardy's bed full of that was edited out many many times and I understand why I couldn't really fight them on that that is something they don't really want to talk about much less uh, repeat uh, repeatedly Uh, after that we had uh, we talked about Johnny Manziel and uh, the Cleveland Browns want him to break up with his girlfriend. Yeah, and, and a lot of that stayed in the show. So it did it. I I didn't listen, but I know I was like angry. I was like mad at at the whole situation that uh, that your your professional quarterback, your Johnny Football, and your girlfriend's in the way. Right. Come on. That the part of your anger at Johnny was cool. I think it was when you started directing it towards the girlfriend felt a little unfair. Didn't make didn't make the cut. Sure, you don't know her like I do. Um, after that, we cut, uh, we cut another reference to breast cancer, um, which I think I'm sure we're talking about the pink that the people, players and uh, coaches were wearing edited because October was breast cancer awareness month. See, if you just left it at that, it could have, it could have stayed in. But then when you start going on and on, that's going to be edited. Hey, I thought about going to medical school. Um, you were the worst student I've ever seen. You did, you barely went to class. That mm-hmm. was an English class. That's right. <laughs> and now, uh, who makes more money? It's not. It's not the, the only. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, after the breast cancer thing, we we cut uh, a story about Greg's truancy as a waiter. It says here, I don't know. I know I would never use the word truancy. We were just talking about you were a bad waiter. Um, yeah, I think it's that was something just, about our our summer together. Uh, yeah, when, vineyard. Yeah, you were on the cold line making lobster. You know, making lobster like, rolls. Lobster yeah, we, rolls. We worked at a waiters. restaurant together. I was in the I was in the kitchen. Greg was out front. Um, and uh, I think it was just a, probably a boring story. I think anytime we have a, a story that's more Greg-centric, uh, it's going to get cut uh, through no fault of his own. After that, uh, a Hitler reference. Edited for Jesselnik-related shenanigans. So I'm just a history buff. Um, after that, one of my favorites, uh, one of my favorite kinds of edits, the edit that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, but you kind of understand where we had one of the edits, I think I used the word uh, damn. And we're not allowed to say that. I can say damn if I want to. I can say God if I want to, but you throw those two together, and it's a Molotov cocktail. And there are people who who don't don't like it because I, I can imagine that a lot of our listeners, heavily religious, <laughs> heavily uh, all the all of the major religions, uh, listen to it. The Pope, the Pope is <laughs> you, on board. You bring in a religious crowd in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are if you believe in a higher power, that higher power is me. Well, <laughs> the best part about this was that this was one of those drops. Edited for blank. Mm-hmm. It was a drop. It was a edited. And that for, got edited. Yeah. The, the when will it end, Anthony? <sighs> Probably this week. <laughs> there was actually one more um, that you forget. Oh. Th- there was that, that long rant in the sources section that you had. One of your sources in Philadelphia finally uncovered what is really going on in Chip Kelly's private life. Oh, no, that was in there. That was Blackalicious. The new Blackalicious. I'm a big fan. I'm a big, uh, big hip-hop guy. Greg, let's do some headlines. Let's do it. Let's start uh, really at the top of what I think America's been talking about all week long. Des Bryant's monkey. Des Bryant owns a monkey. PETA. Not happy with it. Des Bryant released, uh, you know, an Instagram uh, picture 
He's got his monkey. Dallas Bryant is the name. Named Lives his, in Dallas. Named his, named his monkey Dallas. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, I wonder how many names he had to think of <laughs> before he landed on Dallas. It's not good. Couldn't have been a long list. It, he, you know, posted the picture Instagram. Um, Peter was not happy about it. They they were pointing out you're not really supposed to just have monkeys in your house. The monkey should be in a sanctuary. Uh, a lot of people ended up getting asked about this. Jason Garrett uh, was asked about this. Jerry Jones was asked about this. Jerry Jones, um, actually, let, let's hear what Jerry had to say about it. I am a monkey fan. <laughs> so, such a I great am quote. a monkey fan. Such a great quote. Just the way he says it, you can tell he's smiling when he said it. Like he is a monkey fan. He's not. A lot of people would just say that. Just to try to, you know, keep the players in line. But you can believe Jerry believes it. I kind of agree with Peter here. Mm. I don't think hot take. I don't think that you should have a pet monkey. That's why all the monkeys I have in my apartment are dead. <laughs> They're all dead monkeys. I've got uh, I've got thirteen to eighteen uh, dead monkeys. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's got to be it's got to be like in, in rules of three. Because what like I how do, do they all get there? Well, here's what I do: is I, I'm a taxidermy guy, but I'm kind of lazy about it. Where what I do is I I get the monkey. I get three monkeys, and I get a board. I get like a little two-by-four. And first I start, I glue the monkey's feet to the boards. All right? So the monkeys are okay. I feed them while I'm doing this. The monkeys are glued to the boards. I get three monkeys in a row. And then after I feed them one last time, I put glue on the monkey's hands, and I put one, I put the hands over the mouth. One, I put the hands over the eyes. And then one, I put the hands over the ears. And then like a week later, depending on how much they ate the first time, a week later, you've got a great taxidermy uh, hear no evil, see no evil, uh, uh, speak no evil thing. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's like it's cute. It's very cute. It's sellable too. It's cute. You know the waiting is the worst part. Waiting for them to finally uh, pass away. But and after they're dead though, it's a, it's a conversation starter. You know not only why do you have this, but why do you have so many of them. The hardest part is you got to Febreze it constantly. It's like l- monkeys living in a rainforest, except instead of mm. rain, it's just Febreze. I can see the evil, I can tell it, I know it's illegal, I don't think about it, I deposit every other zero, thinking of my partner, put the candy, painting on a regal, digging in my pocket, in a profit, big enough to feed you. That was Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. You can't just go like indie with this stuff, we gotta go with the big, big guys. Yeah, we go with what we like, we get to choose. Another story in the news in the NFL, out of San Diego this week. Sad. I'm a big Keenan Allen fan, I don't know if you watch the Chargers at all. Out here in L.A., they're the closest thing we have to a, a local team. Keenan Ivory Allen. Keenan Ivory. <laughs> he, uh, he was on Last Comic Standing, right? Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. host. Uh, so, so fun. He, the receiver, of course, out for the Chargers, one of the leading receivers in the league. I think he has the third most catches through eight weeks in NFL history. But he will not get any more catches this season because he has a lacerated kidney that will knock him out for the rest of the season. A lacerated kidney. What happened to the football that I grew up with? You know, re- remember remember back in the day when Ronnie Lott cut off half his kidney so he wouldn't have to miss a play in the preseason? Ray-Bans, Bo Shoes, J-Crew, I'm back in New England. <laughs> that was apathy. That was way too long. That was way too long. That's all on Greg. Well, I, I wanted it. I like the intro. Like, you got to pick You gotta pick the part of the song that it's going to play. I texted Greg earlier. Like, I said, it starts at 10. Do you want me to just do 10 to 25? 
because you gotta have you gotta have that beat. I mean, that's great. That could be the start of the show right now if we can get apathy to you prove were, it. You were wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> I should have just completely just stopped him there. You could bypass yeah. me and I, go straight to Anthony for all musical. Uh, I thought no. I thought it was funny. And don't talk to me like apathy was your choice. Like I gave you that song. I was like, you've got to hear this guy apathy. Yeah, that's fair. He just raps about being from New England. It's hilarious, and he's great. He's great. What's the next? I, What's can, the next ra- I can pick whoever I want and act like however I want. We're going to talk about <laughs> Matt Liner and Ken Wisenhunt's firing in Tennessee. Of course, uh, you know Ken well from his days with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Back, Nobody beats back the Wiz. The we, all loved, we all loved Wiz. A lot of people thought that Wiz should get the job uh, after Cower left. Yeah. I was, I was one of those guys. But I, I, I love Tomlin. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big Tomlin fan. But I like Wisenhunt. Um, I think the story is not so much that Wiz got fired. It's more to the more interesting part to me is Matt Leinert's reaction to it. Yes, Matt Leinert. He enjoys nothing more really than the demise of Ken Wisenhunt. I've never seen anyone so publicly open about you know stomping on a guy's grave when the minute he gets fired. The second it gets fired, he puts out a tweet that says karma. And then another tweet that says, well, now Marcus Modi, Mar- Mariota finally has a chance. Yeah. I love it. I mean, the thing about me is like no one can deny that Ken Wisenhunt as a coach was unbeatable. Wait, 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 wait. Stop there. What's up, Brennan? He, uh, he's 3-20 and 20 was his record with the Titans. Nigh unbeatable. So very beatable. <laughs> Nigh unbeatable. I bet, those, I bet a lot of those were close games. Uh, but I love that Matt Liner will never let it go. Like he'll be at Ken Wisenhunt's funeral. <laughs> talking about this stuff like he'll be at funerals for other Wizen hunts he'll be tweeting at his funeral just in case Ken shows up to pay his respects <laughs> like you know you know Leonard's got Google alerts and I feel like this is like Leonard's only happiness like I can see him like walking around his apartment like carrying his Heisman in one hand <laughs> and tweeting out <laughs> tweeting out karma to uh to Wizen hunt with the other one that was Ghostface Killer. <laughs> One of my favorite killers. I got to bring up something. It's not in football, but it's near and dear to your heart, Anthony. This week, Chipotle had to shutter 40 restaurants after allegedly feeding E. coli to customers in their Halloween burrito or some sort of spooky burrito themed. Now, listeners may not know this, but you have a close relationship with Chipotle. Your highest honor, I would say, in your entire career is that Chipotle reached out to you and handed you something the public probably wouldn't know exists, but some sort of celebrity card where you can go to Chipotle any day of the week, any day of the year, and get a free burrito. Yes. Uh, this is kind of sad for me. Like, I don't know if you know this, I lost my wallet last week. I, I hadn't lost my wallet in years, <laughs> but I lost my wallet. And credit card's replaceable, driver's license, I'll get a new one. But my uh, celebrity card from Chipotle, mm. which I've, I loved, I loved. And I honestly, I haven't been there in a while. Like, I'm kind of embarrassed. The employees kind of embarrassed me when I went in. Well, for a while, you were, you were going every day. I went every day. There's one around the corner from my house, and I went, like, every day. <laughs> and it's only, like, $7. It's not like I need the free burrito. But I thought that was, like, so cool that I could that I could go do it. But then eventually, the employees were like, hey, man, you come in here every day and get, like, a new burrito. Like, what's up? Like, what's going on? And then I had to stop. I do you think that any celebrity 
has ever used that card more than you. Here's like, what I, I can't imagine that you know they give it to Jessica Alba and that she's stopping by every day. Here's what I'll say. I know a couple other celebrities who have them and like never use them. They're just like, yeah, I got one too. Uh, I know a lot of athletes have them. A lot of athletes use them. So I bet I guarantee, I bet like half the NFL has them. Um, which would be a fun thing to ask players if they have a free Chipotle card. Uh, when they, when I got embarrassed when the when the one kid was like, like, why do you, you come in here every day? He's like, he's like, we only get two of these celebrity cards here at this location, <laughs> and he said, but you and Elizabeth Berkeley come in every day. <laughs> I thought that was so funny that like me and Elizabeth Berkeley <laughs> from Showgirls are coming in every day to uh, to uh, to get our free burrito. That's amazing. You, I've rarely seen you so giddy with excitement as you were the day first of all that you found out it existed and they told you about it and then i i saw you like eight months later and you're like greg do you know you know what happened this week and your eyes just like lit up like a little kid and said like look what came in the mail i was like, so excited it's, it's very little uh there's very few things that bring you joy in life and yet that was one of them i remember that was the day you told me that your son was born and i just didn't <laughs> care like i was like but i got this chipotle card and uh and you were you were actually more excited I'm at the Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. What? I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. That was Das Racist. Das Racist. A lot of people think it's Das. I did for many years, and then I met them, and they were like, no, Really? It's Das, yeah. You met them? Mm-hmm. I met them at a, uh, I met them at Bumbershoot, a uh, music festival in Seattle. One of the guys from Das Racist, his brother, is a comedian, mm. Harry Conabalu. And uh, so we were hanging out, and they were like, Nope, it's, it's, it's Das. And I felt pretty dumb. I taught Ellis when she was, she still sings it often, but when she was like one and a half and was just getting going in terms of her talking, that was one of the first things I taught her was that song. It was interesting. I remember that because you wouldn't, a lot of parents want their kids to talk as soon as possible. You made her wait a year and a half. <laughs> you made her wait the full 18 months before she could open her mouth. Uh, do you think, did you ever feel like that was cruel? She, she's ahead of pace. Walker really is, is the one... Uh, yeah, that's struggling right now. Yeah, she, she doesn't like to talk to you in particular. That's that's part of your whole to talk to me. your whole dynamic. I still have the rock she gave me. She's <laughs> really do you? Yeah, oh, I keep it on a shelf and just in case she asks about it again. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Greg's, Greg's daughter gave me a rock, and 20 minutes later she's like, "Where's that rock?" And I pulled it out of my pocket, and everyone was blown away that I hadn't just thrown the rock away immediately. But I'll, I'll savor it. That's what we do with them. I, be- I believe it. I believe it. She's got, she's got a lot of rocks. All right, Anthony, you went to Catholic school growing up. This is our final headline of the week, right? You went to Catholic school. I was, I was, my dad tried his best to raise me Catholic, even though I've rejected it. Uh, I guess it was all as, public schools. As hard as you possibly can. Uh, yeah, I went to public school. I did not have to go to Catholic school. You did some CCD stuff, I guess. Oh, that's yeah. What I was talking about. CCD. Even if you went to Catholic school, probably would have lasted, what, a day, if that? Oh, if that. Yeah, if, if that. that. I was not a good, I was not a good Catholic. Catholic school in Cincinnati, Hamilton County, suspended a six-year-old this week for pretending to shoot imaginary bow and arrows at classmates at recess. Was upsetting them, upsetting the other students, and they got the six-year-old out of there. You would think that if anyone could appreciate the power of imagination, it would be the Catholic Church. Uh, first of all, secondly, I don't think this is wrong at all. People would think like, "Oh, people are being too hard on this kid." I think it's—I don't think it's wrong. He's suspended, but he's not missing any games. You know, what I mean, mm, it's not that—it's not that long. That's true. No game checks. But when you're dealing with children, I don't think you're going far enough here. This kid, I think he should be executed. <laughs> Why is that? As an example to others. Just to to stop the plague of imaginary weapons everywhere. When, not when I mean, not when in school. You know, if you want to go home and hunger games it up, you know, you want a Robin Hood 
all around your, your bedroom, you know, your romp room, you can go ahead and do that. But once you get to school, I think you should be executed. Run the jewels. That's who that was. My favorites. Run the jewels. I love you're really just living out your dream to be like a VJ. Oh, I love it. I, lo I just like that. that. That was run the jewels. It's fun. Let's let's talk a little bit. Um, we went through the headlines there. What a, what a way to wrap up, Greg. Thanks, buddy. We we went. What have you been doing? What have you been doing for Halloween, for instance? Did you do anything for Halloween? I'm not a big Halloween guy. I don't like dressing up. You know, I don't like the crowds. Like Halloween and St. Patrick's Day are two days. I'm just like, let me stay in my apartment and not do anything. I went to like a birthday party this weekend for a friend on Friday, but then uh, Saturday I just stayed in and watched movies. I like to get like horror movies on, and I saw this amazing horror movie. That it's it's one of those movies. You ever have something that you like, you love, but you have a hard time recommending it because you know someone else is gonna hate it. Like I'm a like weird everything I'm a, I'm that you weirdo. recommend. That's true. Yeah, I'm a freak. Like I'm a weirdo. But if you're like, hey Anthony, I'd like to watch what you watch, and something that like a horror movie that I stayed up all night long, not scared, but like thinking about it, is a movie called Martyrs. It's called Martyrs. It's a, it's a French horror movie from like early 2000s, maybe mid 2000s, but it is bonkers. <laughs> it is totally bonkers. I watched that, and then to calm down afterwards. I watched a movie called Inside, which is also like another French extreme horror movie. Uh, they're both on iTunes. You can find them easily. Um, and that's supposed to be one of the most crazy horror movies ever. And I watched that to calm down mm, after Martyrs. That's so how big Martyrs is. I recommend both these movies. Um, but I, I would love to know what people thought because it's so crazy that if you're like, I hate you. For, I like, if you were like, Anthony, I watched this and then I poked out my own eyes. I would I would be like yeah I can see you having that reaction. Well, you've you've dragged me to a lot of movies over the years, and some you, that I wouldn't. You've dragged me to many movies over the years. Like too. what? Like you're more art house. I'm more like I'm like I dragged you to see Deep Blue Sea. Right, you exactly. I would have never gone to see Deep Blue Sea. Like we, but sometimes it's a big hit. You drove you. We went to some Scandinavian movie recently. Do you oh, remember yeah, that one? Yeah. Where the guy, uh, who is in Hannibal, actually. He just the TV show. It's a western, and he just kills everyone. Yeah, it's pretty. That was a good. great. That was a good one. That was a good one. You want you took me to go see Amores Peros. That was a great one. That, that was it, it. Was all right, but it wasn't like you. You had to make me go see that movie, but it was pretty good. Did you see? Have you seen? Uh, I saw Steve Jobs this week with loved Steve Jobs with, with Emica. It was bombing. great. It's bombing, but I loved it. I loved the dialogue in that. Um, that's great. People should go see that movie. Uh, it's underrated. Uh, and I think it would have been a big hit if we'd gotten uh, if we'd gotten Fincher in there, as opposed to whoever the hell directed it. I don't know. It, Fincher's amazing. It's, no, I know that, but uh, a movie that's almost entirely dialogue, and which is great, great dialogue. I love the movie, and the main character is essentially a mm -hmm. like those movies don't do well. You like those movies because they remind it. you of yourself. Yes, but I do great. <laughs> I do great. Uh, I love that movie. And another, oh, you know, one last shout out to movies. I saw I Smile Back, the Sarah Silverman movie, which is like all about depression. It's a tough sit. But if you love Sarah Silverman like I do, and you don't love her as much as I do, but if you like her, I love her. go see this movie. You once introduced me to her, which is cool. I like when you do little things like that. Why not? Yeah, you were some show. Uh, were, you, were you cool? I was cool. All right. When I did that happen? Where was it? It was like at the back of a show, right? Like an improv or a Largo or something. Maybe Largo. I mean, I just said hi. I was cool. She's, she's it was great. very she's uh, the best. quick. Yeah. Now you got me self-conscious about it. I once introduced someone to her. A friend came to a show, and he goes, how old are you? And I wanted to kill him. I wanted to cut his throat. I think right you there. told me that story that night, being like, don't, don't, 
don't blow this, Greg. No, this was more recent. The the how old are you was more recent that I was I was not I was not happy. And you know what you know what time it is, Greg? <laughs> it's it's screener time. It's screener time. What people don't understand about celebrities is that they get screeners. Like I don't have to go see movies if I don't want to. Around the around award season, I just get things sent to me. Like DVDs get sent to me. Well, it's not just celebrities. You could be a low level. Sure. WGA writer or whatever. Uh, That's you know, true. If you're in the, if you're in one of the writers guild, producers guild, directors, I'm in I'm in the writers guild. I'm in the actors guild. Uh, so I get these things, and I got I've gotten two so far. One is called Grandma with Lily Tomlin, which I will never watch, uh, and I, I recommend no one watch it. And then I got uh, the other night I got Straight Outta Compton, which I was very excited. I've never seen. And Greg, there's a scene in here that you would love that reminded me of you when I watched it the other night. Remember when we used to laugh in college about uh, about the idea of Dr. Dre. Like waking up in the morning and then just waking up and getting a big pile of like of uh, of mail, and then reading it in every letter saying Dre fell off. <laughs> Do <you remember? laughs> no, I don't remember you anything remember from college. In the Chronic, that sounds in the album The no, Chronic. There's that line where he's like, "Now all I do is like uh, <laughs> like read hate mail all day saying Dre fell off," and we're like, just the idea of him reading all of yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like oh, another ba- another bag and getting madder and madder. But he's like still has to do it. Like he keeps thinking the next one's going to be like an invitation to a christening. He's fueled by that negativity. And in this, in Straight Outta Compton, there's a scene where Ice Cube. <laughs> is recording a diss track against NWA. He's left the group, and he's recording it. And while he's recording it, they're showing a montage of all the guys from NWA, and there's like 10 of them, all listening to the song separately. And when they get to their part of the diss, that this is them, you see their reaction in like real time. <laughs> and it is hilarious. It's so funny to watch these guys react to, to the diss track. I, uh, I loved it. I, I got to get that. I mean, I, I would love to like let you borrow this, but I can't. Yeah, you used to sometimes bring over screeners, at least for you know Emika that you thought she would like. Mm-hmm. But now I found out it's illegal. Like what I have to do, what I'm supposed to do now is I watch it myself by myself, and then I have to I have to cut it up. I have to cut up the CD what? or the DVD. Yeah, you could just keep it in your house. No, that's not that's not what they say. They say you got to cut it up right away. You watch it once and then you destroy it. And I'm going to destroy it right now. So you, brought, you brought it here for that? Mm-hmm. I brought it to show you because <laughs> I wanted you to remember how good it is, and then I'm going to break it. No, 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 vanilla. I remain in the game to break lanes off. Some of them sensitive and some too soft. That was Killer Mike, one of the members of Run the Jewels. Edited to keep Greg's job. Maybe we'll leave it. I think uh, watching you struggle with uh, Nova. I thought you were going to make some sound effects there. Or something. Well, what sound effects am I going to make? I, I just cut it. I just cut the uh, the DVD in half <laughs> as is legally required of me. <laughs> Let's go to our listener of the week. Let's. Was a big hit on last week's show we got a lot of great listeners this week that wanted to uh put themselves forward but only two could really make the cut was it a tight competition like i don't i don't look at twitter i don't read these i don't read these yeah there was a lot of people and we do appreciate everyone you know saying that they like the show and hoping that it's not getting canceled and i mean one said that it makes me more likable or that now they think I'm I'm cooler than they used to think I was. So that's good. You're rubbing off me. One said they're buying one of your albums now. They didn't. Ooh. You didn't even had never done that before. So that's cool. Wow. But the but the can't winner. Can't wait to check my bank account. <laughs> the winner is uh, Nick Heaton from uh, at Boston Pats. Love the show, but th- and then he he sent a picture. Anthony, I want to show you. Th- but this is what happens when me and two other podcast listeners collide. Hashtag vanity project, and he has a picture of a three car accident. So once again, someone is listening to the podcast, and then just they listened to your advice last week, which I didn't think was particularly responsible. You closed your eyes. 
and drift into you the other lane. You yeah. recommended people close their eyes, drift into the other lane, and see what happens. A lot of podcasts, uh, a lot of car accidents because of this podcast. You can see in this picture, you can see the this person in the, in the middle car. They're kind of laughing. Like you can tell they're still listening to it. Uh, the podcast, but I think uh, because of this podcast, people are going to die in car accidents. That's a fact. And a lot of people at the NFL have talked about us maybe suspending the podcast until driverless cars are invented, mm. so that people can people can be safe out there. But I, I say I say you know what cost what cost greatness? This cost greatness. This podcast is kind of a car accident. I don't uh, think so. My timing on the, <laughs> the last joke was a yeah. Car well, I think your part of it is a car accident. <laughs> like yours, like I'm like flying a plane. Around and you're like trying, you're like trying to like do a three point turn in the cargo hold in a car. Your analogy is totally falling apart. <laughs> Our second uh, listener of the week, just to show how much we're really infiltrating the NFL media landscape, is Ian Rappaport. Rap sheet. Uh, our our very own insider, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. One of his friends, Shep, is our second listener of the week. Uh, he rap sheet sent out a tweet or a text message uh, back and forth with Ian and uh, Shep where, you know, he, he was making sure that Ian's actually listening. Ian, of course, is not listening, which isn't cool. But he was just saying it's hysterical. They play a bunch of stuff out. Little Wayne, it's great. Um, my favorite part of this, and now that I'm looking at it, is that Ian Rappaport has his friend in his phone <laughs> under the name Idiots. Not just like one idiot, but like idiots. It's his and group of idiot friends. Okay, so it's like a bunch. I of guess I don't know. I don't think so. It sounds like Shep is just like multiple idiots. Like <laughs> Shep is Shep contains multitudes, and they're all done. But thank you, uh, thank you, Ian. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I hear uh, I hear you got a lot of followers. As if that uh, meant anything. Used to be that was broken social scene. Kind of, kind of getting out of the hip hop realm. Uh, that one kind of a little surprised me a little bit, but it's a great song. You should listen to the rest of it if you get the chance. What's Our weekly story? Ask Anthony question. Ooh, Ask Anthony. I like these. What was the defining moment of your friendship with Greg? This is from Frank Richalski. Okay, this is a good one, and I think it's it's good because you have no idea what the answer is. You have no clue. Like nothing even pops into your head. You're just like you like woke up one day and we've been friends for years. You don't you don't remember. I'll tell you why, and I want to know if you agree with me on this one. All right, Greg and I we kind of hit it off when we first met at, at Tulane. We we met uh, joining a fraternity, and we were friends with everybody. We kind of we, we liked each other's sense of humor. We got along, but we weren't like best friends yet the way we are today. Friends. Uh, here's the moment. Best friends. Correct. Best friends. Name a better friend than me. Oh, Dave Dave Bennett might be a tie. No, not anymore. I think I've blown him out of the water by by far by a million miles. By mi- Dave, I don't like to rank friends. We should. You should. You should definitely get your top two in order. Uh, Dave. Dave cannot compare to me and what I've done for you and your life. Here's the story. Sophomore year, beginning of sophomore year at Tulane. A lot of times, going to school in New Orleans. A lot of times, you had to leave because of a hurricane. Uh, at Tulane and the first time we had to was the beginning of my sophomore year and the hurricane didn't actually hit but we had to leave and there were two cars leaving we were going to go to Houston to go stay at a friend's parents house we didn't know how bad the hurricane was going to be traffic is insane we've got to leave early one morning it's like you've got to get out of town for your life and there's two cars going one car is our friend Jamie which was a very nice it was like a Land Rover like all leather seats all air conditioned and it's like he's got plenty of room in there and he's got he's got everything and he's rich and he's going to he's going to drive everybody and you're like no I can't leave my car 
I've got this. Was it a Nissan Sentra? Yeah, it was like a early nineties. Early nineties Nissan Sentra stick shift, like or barely drove maybe. around. It was like on his last legs. I knew, but he's like, I can't leave it here if there's a storm. I've got to drive it too. So we got to take two cars, and nobody wanted to ride with you. You had no air conditioning. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I'll ride with you, Greg. And so for mm. like 12 straight hours, we were in a car not only with no air conditioning, but we had to turn the heat on <laughs> because your car was going to overheat in August in Louisiana, stuck in traffic with the heater on full blast. Just your CDs, which I think every CD you owned was by pavement, <laughs> who I do not like. And we had to talk and fill time for, mm. for that amount of time. And on the way back, like we bonded. We talked about everything there was to talk about. Like we ran out of things. And then on the way back after like a week in Houston, we were like, I was like, oh, maybe I can go in Jamie's car now. And you were like, nope, now we're best friends forever. Now you're riding with me all the time. That's a touching story. Yeah. I was expecting some sort of gut punch there. At the no. End. No, I know. Once you, once you started into it, I do remember that. I'm surprised there was, I would have thought there was someone else in that car with us, but no. No, nobody would come in that car. They were like making fun of us. We were dying in that car. It was it was a trend because we ended up driving out here to Los Angeles when we moved out here. We also did an internship out here, so we did we did, we went to Massachusetts once. So there was a lot of long distance drives, and, and two of the things I remembered was uh, you would not like listening to pavement, which is, wasn't cool, mm. and then uh, you didn't drive stick shift, and you were you know so I had to drive the entire time. But you were you're like twenty now that I think about it. You were, you were an adult at that point. Driving stick shift is not that. No, here's the problem. Just I was figure like, it out. I was like, I would have done it, and I know in theory how to drive stick, but your car wasn't in great shape. So we're like, if you're learning on this, you might you might break this car. So we never actually actually did it. Um, but I uh, I enjoyed myself. But that was uh, I think that's the defining moment of our friendship. That was Bach <laughs> going all the way back. To Bach. Johan. That's how I talk to him. That's how I call him. Is that Johan Bach? Johan Sebastian Bach. Come on. I'll take it. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Hot take of the week. Hot take. Every week we really could go back to uh, our friend Stephen A. Smith, and we're going to this week, at least to, to kickstart uh, our hot take of the week. Um, it's from Twitter. It was from Colin Kaepernick getting benched. There was still some hours left before the trading deadline. And Stephen Smith, Stephen A. Smith tweeted out, if the Eagles go and get Colin Kaepernick, they can compete for a Super Bowl hot take of the week. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Some of the other things coming out in San Francisco this week, like old, crusty, white sports writers saying that that Kaepernick is the most arrogant and rude person that they've ever covered. A lot of hot takes when it comes to Colin Kaepernick. I don't know if any of these people have watched Colin Kaepernick play recently. There is is no way he would be taking any team – to the Super Bowl. He can't read a defense. I, I know you know that watching the games. You've been studying him, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not accurate at all. He just seems completely out of sorts. Defensively illiterate. I, I will back you on that. But I think Stephen A. Smith saying that they can compete for a Super Bowl. First of all, A. Smith, everyone can compete for a Super Bowl. This is America, birthplace of Bulls. Uh, my favorite part of the whole Kaepernick thing, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of iffy on Kaepernick as, as a person. I like that they did this to him pretty much on his birthday. 
They cut him hours before his birthday. Well, he's on the team. He's a backup. He's a backup to Blaine Gabbert. No, Gabbert. I'm sorry. Which is worse him, than being cut. Exactly. You're, exactly. Being cut like you're looking for other stuff. He's just got to chill. The day before his birthday? For your birthday? You couldn't have done it like a day before or waited another day? I, I think that's the funniest part. Like They must not like him because they knew that. They knew it was a birthday thing. They wanted to just stick it to him a little extra. I think they, I think they, I think they thought it was funny that they did it. Like I don't think they planned it, but I think they thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I think that that play where, I don't know if you saw it, where he has his two receivers out on the side, you know, Torrey Smith and Anquan Bolton. They're both jumping up and down, like saying, "Hey, throw the ball." There is literally no defender over here at all, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even notice them. That's really his career in a nutshell. And Torrey Smith was the one who said, "Let's bench him right before his birthday." <laughs> I like to oat, 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 oatles and bananas. That was Raffy. Little surprise for you right now. This was the part of the show last week, and people love this part of the show. Anthony makes predictions, or he talks to his sources. And I don't know if you remember this, Anthony. Last week, you talked to uh, your sources about the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And uh, Brandon, let's let's listen to what those sources had to say. And my sources tell me that the, the Steelers are kind of overmatched. You know, the Bengals are playing on all cylinders. They're really doing well. Dalton's having a great, uh, great season so far. But because this game is going to have a playoff atmosphere, the Bengals are going to lose by 35 points, and Dalton will have 100 <laughs> interceptions. Okay, I was, I was off a little bit. You were off by 98 interceptions, and the Bengals got it done. And you know what? When I brought up that, hey, maybe uh, for the show and headlines this week, let's, you know, maybe we'll talk about Le'Veon Bell's injuries out for the season. They signed a guy named Isaiah Peed. Maybe there's comedic value there. Who knows? We can talk a little bit about the Steelers. You responded, no, that's that's too depressing. That you that uh, you know we can talk about babies dying or mon- monkeys, but the the, the I pits- am a monkey fan. <laughs> But but the Steelers' loss is cut so close to home that you don't even want to talk about it on an NFL podcast. What are you? Not, not, how do you answer for that? I'll say two I, things. I'll say two things. First of all, I don't like your sources. About- and, and what about your sources? Have you talked to them this week? I you know I, I definitely I definitely talked to them. They said it could have gone either way. <laughs> uh, it could, just a bad break. I, Le'Veon, I, I'm worried his career is over, man. Like it, it makes me sad. Like it's a that's a bad injury. I don't like talking about players getting injured unless it's a kidney related. If it's something internal, if it's like an internal <laughs> organ that's been damaged, then yeah, that's fair game. But uh, but yeah, I uh, that that was an upsetting game for me to watch. I think my season could be over. Uh, it'll be fun to Your watch, season. watch them go for the yeah. How are you feeling? Bit. I mean, they're four and four. They're still in the wild card mix. They're not going to win the division. What is what is your confidence that Ben Roethlisberger could get them going in the second half of the? Year? I mean, they could be six and two now easily. They could be seven and one now easily. I just think that. Uh, I think the things aren't lining up right right now, and, and Bell going down the way he did, uh, I think that might be it for us. We're still going to compete for a wild card. Uh, we'll see, and I guarantee, I guarantee, record this right now and like just play it back. I guarantee the Steelers beat the Bengals next time they play. I, I guarantee they're going to split with the, with the, uh, with everyone. Steelers not winning a lot of games since we started this podcast. Sp- do you feel responsible at all? No, I do not. 
I do not feel responsible. I feel like I've helped them win the games that they've won. I think I single-handedly got them over <laughs> the uh, the Phoenix hump um, or the Arizona hump. Uh, but uh, but I guarantee I guarantee we go one and one against the Browns. We we win our next game against the Bengals. We win our next game against the Ravens. I guarantee it. Take it to the bank. There's the hot take of the week from Anthony Jeselnik. All right, let's get to our our plan. Set. Don't cut me off. I can cut you off if I want. It's part of the show, right? Take it to the cut bank. Cut you off in real life. Take it to the bank. The blood bank, Senator. Whenever you take something to the bank, you have to follow it up by saying the blood bank, Senator. It's from a movie. You've never seen it, but it's the best. You know what I'm talking about, Brandon? Not a clue. It's for it's come. It's from um, not out for justice, not marked for death. What was the first Steven Seagal movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think I don't we're gonna be able to help you on this one, bud. Steven Seagal and Kelly LeBrock. Nope. You can take that to the bank. Our listeners can just yell it out in their empty cars right before they crash. They mic into a car accident, yeah, trying to yell it out. It's worth it if you die today. They'll be looking on their phone trying to Google it. Let's move to a a new segment. Instead of your sources, because they're clearly unreliable, um, we're going to play a different game that I thought would be interesting. A lot of people... You know, kind of looking for your unvarnished take on the NFL. People have been tweeting us a lot about that, looking for you know certain questions. How do we really feel about certain people? Now, I work for the NFL. Um, I have to be careful with what I say, mm-hmm. uh, at least publicly. I can't, you know, I have to be factual in some of my criticism. But it, you don't really need to. No, I, I I kind of get off on people not liking me, so I can just say whatever I want. I want to be honest. I want to be authentic. So uh, I thought it'd be fun to like do a bit where you just give, throw me some names. They can be people like you know, behind the camera, in front of the camera, athletes, former athletes, whoever. And I'll give you my like 100% honesty. Yeah, we might do this every week. Just kind of get a, get a feel, the unvarnished truth. Does Anthony like them? Yeah, go ahead. All right, let's start with uh, NFL Network host Rich Eisen. Oh, Rich Eisen, great guy. Uh, just the best. You know, I, I, he interviewed me one time, and we, we got along really well. And, and you know, spent, spent time talking afterwards. I thought he was just a, a cool, uh, really nice guy. NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Oh, beautiful. A beautiful man. God knocked that one out of the park. And I am not exaggerating at all. I was at the game. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, I got to say, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm not a fan of him in general. I think he's bad. I would compare him to, like, a Skeletor or a Gargamel in terms of quarterbacking ability. <laughs> and I think he wants to shoot the president. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Crunk for days, funky, funky, fresh for weeks. What was that? No idea. Never heard that before. What was that? I don't know. Figure it out in post. Who cares? Uh, all right. Uh, I got to get out of here. But um, just before we wrap up, uh, we haven't talked about my God kids. How are, uh, how are Walker and Ellis doing? No, today when I was bringing Walker and Ellis to school. Sweet. Walker had, 